now, but I'm going to do something that I've never done in 30-some-odd years of ministry, and that is simply this. I don't have a scripture. Um, and uh, because I couldn't f- pick out just one. And the topic that I'm going to preach on, I'd have to read about 15 to 20 different passages to get my gist across, and I didn't think that we had time for that. So I'm not really giving you any scriptures. I'm going to quote some throughout the, out my message, but there's not really just one jumping off point. Um, I want to continue, I think, in the vein of what I taught on in the first service today uh, of having a close encounter with God of the third kind, the contact, getting so in tune with him. But the Lord began to deal with me this week about the concept of fire. And uh, we preached a couple weeks ago about the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and and we have been uh, kind of preaching on similar uh, vein the last couple of weeks. And then on Friday night, Dr. Brassfield came, and he preached a phenomenal message on impartation and uh, and just the release of God into us. And so it just kind of confirmed what I was going on in my brain and my spirit about the concept of fire. Because Jesus, well, John the Baptist said this. He said, there's coming one mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not able to unloose. He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. I want the fire of God in this house. I want it to burn. I want it to become a forest fire. I want it to consume. I want it to I want it to overwhelm us in such a way that God just has the free freedom to move. I was uh, reminded of a story this week of a skydiver who went and for the first time on his solo jump he was going to go and he was going to jump from the plane, which I'm just, I'm, I'm sorry, anybody that does that uh, is crazy. Uh, I, I'm pointing at the one that I know that has done it in here. But you're just absolutely, I, I just don't understand stepping out of a very good airplane. I, I know it's probably an adrenaline rush, but I can do without that rush. But I was, I was hearing this story about this gentleman on his very first solo jump, he jumps out of the plane and he begins to panic because he couldn't remember how to pull his parachute. And he was in the midst of panic when all of a sudden another man came flying by him going up. And so in a panic, he he hollers out to the guy, he goes, hey, do you know anything about making a parachute work? And the man that was going up responded, no, do you know how to light a propane stove? You see, fire is not something to mess with. Uh, it's, some of you are just getting that now. <laughs> Praise God. Fire is not something that you want to mess with. It's not, it, it burns. It, it's, it's hot. It's, it's fire. It, it, it is something that is... Uh, intense, if you will. In Scripture, fire is used uh, for, for several different meanings, if you will, or purposes. I've chosen three of them today to just mention to you 
the, the first one, we, we kind of mentioned it in the beginning of the scripture, or in the beginning of our Sunday school today, but fire is symbolic of the presence of God. Think of Moses and the burning bush that didn't get consumed. The fire was a representative of God. Fire coming down upon uh, the, the pillar of fire at night so that it could guide the, the children of Israel. And, and, and so fire is symbolic of his presence. In Acts chapter 2, it says that the, 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 the spirit filled the house and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and it sat upon each of them. The, the fire is the presence of God and I am hungry for the presence of God. I appreciate even what we have entered into in this service but I declare to you that our, our hearts cry. I, it, she mentioned it again. I mentioned it. I didn't realize when I was teaching it that it was going to echo in my spirit but I want our battle cry or our, our prayer cry to be more than more. I want more than more of him. I want the fire of Almighty God to rest upon us and rest in us. The second thing that his fire does, though, is it sanctifies us. Fire is a sanctifier. It is the thing that burns and causes the heat so that all the junk can rise and it's left with pure gold. It burns off the chaff. It burns off the things that aren't very good to us, the things that have just kind of attached themselves to us. I would to God that somebody would fall under the auspices of the fire of God today and let it burn off the bad attitude. Let it burn off the doubt. Let it burn off the hopelessness. Let it burn off the lifelessness. Let the fire of God just begin to sweep across the corners of your heart and take out that which doesn't need to be there so that that which should be there can be planted in a good soil. And, and, and then the third thing is it's a reference to judgment. It's a reference to judgment. Fire burns things up, and it's judges, or I should say it's, it's a penalty of judgment. I, 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 let me just say this before I go any further. The reason why the Bible talks about hell being a lake of fire is because fire is the aspect or the sentence or the, the, the entity that causes to come into the judgment of that which is evil and that which is sinful. And let me just tell you that everybody in here is going to have to walk through the fire of judgment. Here is the thing. If you come to Jesus, he has already taken the fire when he was hanging on a cross. He stepped into hell and took the keys to death, hell, and the grave. What was he taking? He was, he was basically saying, I am paying the penalty so that anybody that comes to me, the fire has already been diminished. The judgment has already been applied to me so that it doesn't have to apply to them. Some of you kind of got that. But here's the thing about fire. You can have it or you can't have it. So I began to study a little bit about fire. And, and, and so I looked up a definition of fire. 
And, and here's what the definition is, and I thought this was powerful, even though it's Webster. It said this, it said, fire is the result of applying enough heat to a fuel source when you've got a whole lot of oxygen around. And as atoms in the fuel heat up, they begin to vibrate until they vibrate so strong that it breaks free of the bonds that hold them together and they are released into a volatile gas. And these gases then react with the oxygen and it combusts into the area surrounding that, that, that item. Let me bring it to spiritual terms because I believe that definition is very, very strong. I believe that there are things with the fire that you and I have to understand that causes the fire to happen. I wish to tell you that the fire of God could just come down and move at any time, but there are some, there are some ingredients to a fire that are needed in order for the flame to kick in and combust. I've asked Elena to put a picture up. This is, is, when I looked at it, the definition of a fire. Hopefully it comes up. If it doesn't, you'll just have to use your imagination. Isn't that a good picture? There you go. In order to get fire, you have to have oxygen, you have to have heat, and you have to have fuel. Can I just tell you that one of the reasons that I believe that God uses fire in such a manner in his word is because he understands, because he created it, the concept of these things going into baking a fire? Can I tell you what I think that they could mean? You, you think about this. What is the heat in your life? What are the trials that you're facing? What are the situations that begin to make you uncomfortable around the collar? What are what the things, you see, the heat that comes to you and comes to me are the situations and the circumstances and the tribulations and the trials and the tests that we all experience, every single one of us. And we have a tendency to not like them. And we have a tendency to try to pray ourselves out of them. Nobody likes to go through stuff. But can I tell you that it's only one aspect of creating a fire in you? And when you neglect the heat of your life, you are removing the opportunity of a fire of God to spring up. I know that's heavy. I know that's not very exciting. Yay, I get to go through more tribulation and trials and tests. So what's the fuel of a fire? Here's what I believe the fuel is. Me. You. We are the fuel. I said we are the fuel 
our desires, our motives, our ambitions, our endeavors, our heart's cry is the fuel to the fire that God is wanting to create in us. He won't try to force you. He won't try to mess with you. He won't try to do all that. He's just trying to invite you and to woo you and to draw your attention to him. It's entirely up for you to follow him. That's the fuel. I think the oxygen is kind of easy. Numa, breath of God, Holy Spirit, oxygen, life-giving breath. So when you unite these three things together, when the heat gets so strong that the atoms inside of the fuel begin to rattle and vibrate and shake so much that all of a sudden it begins to break the bonds on the inside and it raises up as a gas, if you will, and connects to extra oxygen. And when the oxygen catches the atoms of the fuel that have been broken by the heat of their circumstance, it is prime territory for the fire of God to be released into your life. My friend, don't despise your shortcomings. Don't despise your tribulations and your tests. Just begin to push them into the center and say, God, just shake me enough to release in me that thing that will ignite you in your spirit. You see, here's the thing. We pray for fire. God, send the fire. God, send the anointing. God, send the presence. But do we really understand what we are asking for? God, when I say send the fire, you need to have some heat in my life. How many have ever heard this? Don't pray for patience. Lord, give me patience. Uh-huh, are you sure? Because the only way that patience grows is if there's tension, if there's resistance, if there's trouble, if there's tribulation, if there's struggle, then all of a sudden you can learn and grow your patience. Hey, God, deliver me. No, 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 no. Don't deliver me, God. God, use this heat to break up what's inside of me so that it can connect to your spirit and that oxygen will breathe into that heated fuel and a fire will ignite in me. I kind of find it interesting that the only way to put fire out is to remove one of the three things. So if you have a fire and you go get a hose to put it out, what is that water doing? Removing the heat. And it removes the heat and diminishes the flame. Can I tell you another way to remove the uh, the fire is pull the fuel out. Stop putting the logs on the fire. And the fire will begin to diminish. And what's the, the, the way you put out a, a, a candle without getting smoke everywhere is you put that little thimble thing and you suffocate it. You remove the oxygen from the flame 
and the flame goes out. Can I tell you there's too many people that are trying to serve God without having all three activated in their life. And then they begin to struggle, and they begin to fight, and they begin to wonder, why in the world am I not sensing the anointing fire of God in my life? Could I ask, have you been putting too much water on the heat? Have you been praying too much deliverance from this and from that, and get over this and get over that, and, and free me from this and free me from that? Those could be the very things that are creating a heat in you. Have you disconnected yourself? When was the last time you put a log on the fire? When was the last time you went out and chopped down a tree so you had wood for the fire? When was the last time you took the initiative to draw closer to him under the heat of the moment and begin to really allow the things to be shaken? Listen, some of us haven't shaken in a while because we're stubborn. Let me use the King James Version. You stiff-necked. Most all of us have a stubborn streak. We just are too stubborn to admit it. We have taken scripture out of context and tried to preach and receive a doctrine of the word that is not from God. Can I tell you that God does not have you in this world to put you in a comfort zone? Oh, I know I'm pastoring now. Do you understand that there is nowhere in Scripture that tells the church that they're gonna make, you're going to be made rich by the hand of God? I know we quote Jeremiah 29, 11 all the time. I know the plans I have for you to, to, to prosper you. Okay, that's not written to the church. That's written for Israel down the road. But if you want to take the prospering of it, he has a plan for us. And to prosper us, not here, but to prosper us over there, down here, Jesus said, you will have trials and tribulations. Isn't that an encouraging message? I didn't say it. Jesus said it. Jesus said people are going to hate you. Jesus said that you're going to face all kinds of ridicule and criticism. And you want to know what he told his disciples? Shake the dust off your feet and continue on. We don't like preaching about that. But you want to know what? It is that understanding that allows us to have the heat in our lives. Can I just tell you, let me give you a secret. If you get to the point where you're not feeling any heat, worry. Yeah. If you're not sensing any resistance, the chances are you're not doing what God wants you to do. If you're not experiencing somebody that's ridiculing you, criticizing you, turning their back on you, rejecting you, can I tell you, you might not be doing exactly what God wants you to do. If you have everybody 
bending to your words and, and drawing close to you and want to be your best friend and want to do things, can I just tell you, chances are you might not be doing what God wants you to do. I'm not talking about being rude. I'm not talking about being uh, hateful. I'm, I'm talking about being Jesus to a world. Jesus offended people. He didn't offend hungry people, by the way. He, he, didn't, he didn't offend blind people. He didn't offend lame people. Who did he? He offended those that thought they had it all together. He offended those that thought they knew better. He offended those that hadn't faced any heartache and, and headache and sorrow. That's who he offended. If you're offending somebody by going through what you're going through, chances are they're the ones that think they have it all together. Because the heat. Am I saying we pray for problems? No, they'll come on their own. What I'm saying is let's not pray ourselves out of problems. I love deliverance. I really do. But there are moments in life where you're not meant to be delivered. Because if you're delivered, you remove a source of heat. Hey, even Paul, the, the Paul, the one that was blasted by the light of God from heaven on the way to Damascus. The one that was brought to his knees by the very glory of Jesus. Even the one that went to prison several times, was shipwrecked several times, wrote the majority of the New Testament, uh, 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 led certain people to become disciples and followers after him like John, Mark, and Timothy, and, and others. And even that person said, I have a thorn that God will not deliver me from. I don't know what that thorn in the flesh was. It's not recorded in Scripture what it is. But he dealt with it every day. And somewhere along the line, God got his attention and said, I ain't taking it away. I got to keep you close to the heat so that the fuel and the oxygen can combust and be the flame of fire. So Paul says, I came to you, not in fancy words, but in the power and demonstration of the Spirit. I want the fire. I want the fire. You see, the fire, when it's his presence, lets me know that he's pleased in me. The fire of his sanctification lets me know he's burning some things up that need to be burned up. The fire of his judgment takes me back to Calvary one more time. I want the fire, but I want the fire even more so because it's the fire that will sustain us and give us life. I found something very interesting, and I'm just about done. Fire is classified by scientists as plasma. 
plasma. Fire is plasma. Well, what's plasma? Plasma in, the, in our bodies, 55% of our blood is made up of plasma. It is the plasma that carries the blood to the remote parts of our being. It is the plasma. It's a straw-colored substance that carries the blood throughout our body. It is the plasma. It's 55% of our bloodstream. And the plasma is there to help us recover from injury. It's there to help us distribute nutrients throughout the body. It is there to remove the waste from the body. And it is there to prevent infection. Can I just tell you that the blood of the Lamb applied to us is powerful? It is life-changing. It is dimension-changing. But can I also tell you that the fire of the Holy Ghost, when Jesus said that Jesus would baptize us, with fire, I have got to believe that God doesn't do anything by accident. And the fire or the plasma carries the blood of the lamb through our bodies. The fire of the Holy Ghost moves from the extremities of our bodies all the way through our bodies. And the Holy Ghost fire of God, if you will, is there to help us recover our injuries. He's there to help us distribute nutrients. It's there to remove the waste of our life. And it's there to prevent infection. I've got to have some fire. Baptize me afresh, Jesus. Baptize me afresh, Jesus. With the fire of your spirit, O oh God. With the anointing of your touch, but let the fire burn. I invite you to stand. Jesus is wanting to ignite us today. Well, Pastor, I've been in this thing, and I, I, I've, I've sensed the presence of God, and tears came down my cheeks earlier, and I've worshiped and I've praised. You sure have. And it was anointed, and it was powerful, and Jesus was doing a work. But would you be willing to go one step further? And say, Lord, ignite me. Set me on fire. The oxygen is here today. I said the oxygen is here. It's been building up in the house. The oxygen has been building it's breath of God. That oxygen is waiting for the fuel to get hot enough to create a gas that allows it to combust with the oxygen. 
So my question today is, how many of you are going through something? How many of you are tired? How many of you are weary? How many have the devil been fighting? How many, how many here today have been facing circumstances that seem to be insurmountable? Mountains that seem to be overwhelming? Situations in families that seem to be tearing you apart? You're not sleeping well at night. You're not eating well. Your stomach is upset. There's some ulcers starting. There's some different things happening. Are, are you here today? If that's the case, that means there's enough heat here. I believe there's enough heat in the house. I believe there's enough oxygen in the house. Now my question is, is there enough fuel in the house? Are you willing to step into a relationship with him where the fire will begin to burn? If that's the case, would you step out of your seats and flood this altar area, step into an aisle, move away from your seat, and just begin to raise your hands in the presence of God and say, God, I know you're here. All my situations and my junk, I'm bringing it here. And Lord, I'm starting to vibrate. I'm starting to allow the things to break up in me so that your fire can ignite in me. Yeah, yeah, lift your voices. Lift your voices unto him, Jesus. Yes, 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 yes. Let it be brand new, oh God. Let it be brand new, oh God. Hallelujah. Let the fire start in me, oh God. Let the fire start in me. Let the fire start in me. In Jesus' name, let the fire start. Let it ignite, God. Ignite it afresh, oh Lord. Lord, it's diminished a little bit. I need to put a little bit more fuel on it, God. There's a little bit more heat to go. Lord, let your breath take care of it and let it explode and become a flame so big like it's never been before. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Ha, ha. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes, yes. Jesus, right now, God. Right now, God, let the fire fall. Let the fire ignite. In the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord. Oh, come on, church, raise up your voices to him. Let the fire begin to burn. I see it moving in some of you. Let the fire flow, God. Yes, 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 yes. Now God flood her. Saturate her from the top of her head to the sole of her feet. Consume her in the power of the Holy Ghost right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus is doing it right now. Jesus is doing it right now. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. Ha! Yes, 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 yes. Jesus, do your work. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Lord, I pray over this congregation right now. Lord, there are plenty of people here that have heat in their lives. They're dealing with situations and troubles, Lord, that seem to be burying them. Lord, that seem to be overwhelming them. I'm praying now that you would turn all of that to the heat. Lord, and as they stand before you right now, breathe on the fuel and the heat to ignite a flame, Lord, that will consume 
consume everything that is they're struggling with, that will consume everything that they're fighting with, that will consume everything that's hurting them, so that they will shine in a dark hour with the flames of the Spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. My God, my God, right now, Lord, right now, Lord, right now, Lord, release it in her right now, Jesus. Lord, touch Cheryl right now from the top of her head to the sole of her feet. In the name of Almighty God, let it happen even now. Yeah, release that, Cheryl. Go ahead. Yeah, release that. Yeah, Yes, 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 yes. Let the fire begin to burn. Yeah, yeah, release that right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Uh, there have been some that you're you're living just with the embers. The heat is there. There's a little bit of fuel. As you put more fuel on, God's just going to go. I believe the Lord is trying to tell somebody today, I have called you to be different. I have not called you to blend in. I have not called you to be just like anybody else. But I have called you to ignite in you a flame of fire that will attract the masses. That will attract the masses. In Jesus' name, I want to buy into that. I want to connect to that. I shared with those in the first service, and, and, and I'll share it again here. I, friends of ours in, in Maryland, uh, we, we, we served together for a little while, and, and uh, they were pastoring uh, in a church, and some point of their service, uh, they, re- they recognized a bunch of firemen running through their lobby. And so obviously the pastor wasn't sure what was going on, stepped out, went back, and the firemen were, were telling the pastor, where's the fire? Pastor said, well, I don't know what you're talking about. We didn't call the fire department. Oh, no, 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 we've had people drive by here and said they've seen the flames of fire shooting from the ceiling or from the roof of your church. And so we have come to put the fire out. <laughs> well, there was no fire in the natural. My prayer is this, God, let the flame shoot from this building to this whole region around us.
not to draw a name unto ourselves, but to release the anointing of Almighty God in every community. Listen, our communities need a church on fire. They need more than one. They need all kinds of them. But all we can do is what we can do. God, set us on fire. Make us a flame. Praise God. I want to say one more thing, and then we're going to, we're not even going to dismiss. We're going to just say time out till 530. I want to challenge you this week. You know I like to give some kind of a challenge at the end of my messages. I want to challenge you to remember this drawing. This wasn't, I didn't draw this, by the way. This is, I want to say the Firefighters something association. It's Google. It's my research. I know that none of us like junk. We don't like to have to deal with things. We don't like the struggle. We don't like the fight. We don't like the tribulation. But instead of trying to pray yourself out of it this week, I'm, I'm challenging you to pray it into your fire. God, my loved one's done this. I want to get out of this situation. But instead, God, I want to just release it into the flames of your spirit and my desire and see what will ignite this week. It doesn't take much to get a fire going when the proper things are there. Like we said, go light a match next to a propane tank, see what happens. No, don't do that. Do not do that. Yeah, yeah, not, I'm sorry. Do not do that. Do not do that. But it would like quick and easy. It doesn't take a long time is what I'm trying to say to light a fire in us. Some of us are going to come back even this evening and you're going to have a new flame that's flickering. Some of you are going to, going to come Monday night and Tuesday night and th Wednesday. Chainbreakers is going to be off the charts this week because the fire is going to be there. Thursday night's going to, the fire is going to be there. Come as you are, there's going to be fire. Men's breakfast, there's going to be fire. Next Sunday, there's going to be fire. From this day forward, we're going to just keep feeding the fire. Devil, you want to put me through this? Okay, I'm going to turn it into heat and attach it to my fuel and see what God will do. In Jesus' name. We love you all so very much. See you at 5.30. Everybody say 5.30. We love you. It's going to be a great, great evening.